Welcome back to the latest and the greatest of the Blue Brothers Sportscast. Real talk, real fans, we bring you Michigan football each and every week. I'm Caleb, and with me, as always, is Craig. And I guess before we say anything, uh, because I feel like we'll get carried away and won't make time for it later, we should probably make sure to do the voicemails right away. Yeah. You know, this is one of those episodes where I was, I'm kind of wishing you were, like, right next to me. You know what I mean? That if we're in the same room. You want to get punched in the face? Well, maybe. <laughs> and you might you might have to hold me back. <laughs> you know. I have, a, I have a mute button here, so. <laughs> right. Yeah. Yep, exactly. Well, we're both holding each other back. <laughs> so, yeah. yeah, exactly. It's like. Hey, let me add them. <laughs> there have been better days. There have been better days. So uh, let's go to the voicemails uh, to make sure that we don't miss time for that. And then we will obviously get into the uh, in-depth discussion. So here we go. Here's our first voicemail here coming up. What's going on, fellas? Um, Stephen Brown. Finished watching the game, uh, had some time to kind of decompress and not, not call straight off emotion. Uh, one of the things I want to do first, <clears throat> excuse me, uh, uh, props to Wisconsin. They won the game. Um, big, ups, big ups to them. Hey, undefeated is undefeated. But uh, with that being said, hey, I, I, I want to I criticize myself because I, I love Michigan. I really do. Before the year, I really thought, despite the youth, despite anything, that uh, this was a team that could win 10, 11 games. <clears throat> Excuse me. Um, I was wrong. I, I can admit being wrong. It's cool. Things happen. Injuries happen. A lot of unforeseen things happen to this team. So I'm not like some Michigan fans on Twitter. I'm not conceding to Ohio State yet. I mean, they, they have to play the game on the field. I want to see if they play with pride and passion. With that being said, next year, I, I know this gets old. Excuse me. Next year is um is the year I anticipate winning. I don't want to hear any excuse. Death, injury, nothing. Coaching, nothing. I, as a Michigan fan, I can accept no excuse next year. And I hope these players listen to the show because it seems like a lot of these players on the team spend more time worrying about Twitter than anything. I won't call any players' names, but next year and, and beyond because there will be a lot of depth. No excuses. I don't care if four guys get in, four starters get injured on the defense. <clears throat> Nothing. Four guys get the whole offensive line can go out. I don't care. You better have the backups ready. That's your job. Coach Harbaugh is not getting a pass from me. I'm just being realistic. But next year and beyond, there will be no excuses. Nothing less than a playoff should be accepted. I'm not saying they have to win the championship every year, but nothing less than the playoff, or at least the conference championship is accepted. Year four, year five, year six, you got to win. You get paid too much money, you got to win. There needs to be some changes on the staff. I'm not, I don't know who, but there needs to be one play call on offense, one on defense. You can't, you can't keep going through the same thing over and over, not every year, not every year. So, Big up to Wisconsin. This team fought hard. Ten and three is still in reach. I'm sick of ten and three, but hey, you know they're they're, they're going to eventually get there. This team will get there, but it's got to start next year. No excuses, and they need to develop a killer instinct as a team. Not one excuse. Not one. Recruiting nothing. Not one. Love the show. Go blue. All right. Thanks, Stephen, <clears throat> for dropping in. And uh sounds like you still might be under the weather. So, man, if that's the case, uh, that sucks. Or it uh, could have been some yelling during the games and things like that. But if you aren't better, we hope you do uh, get better and yeah. able to shake that. So, um, yeah, good points for sure. And uh, something that I'll kind of throw in there with uh, the uh, social media. Him bringing up social media, I'm kind of yeah. I'm kind of glad that I brought that up because I find it interesting. I I saw somebody put out there that 
what was it, the basketball team or something like that, went off social media a couple years ago Mm -hmm. uh, or something along those lines and saying that has to be done. And I'm, I'm one who's open to maybe that. I mean, I know it sucks because social media is so big now. I mean, you know, they're not, they, I don't think a single player on the team, I don't really think a single player in all of college football has a social media account to see what the fans are saying. Right. They have social media for all the other purposes, all the other appropriate things. You know, they want to f- watch what's going on in sports with celebrities, uh, entertainment, or connect with their friends. Mm-hmm. Unfortunately for them, it gets screwed up because of stupid fans. Uh, so, I mean, I I don't really know how it should be dealt with. I th- I know that's a long season and everything, but m- maybe being off it during the season would, would help. But it's unfortunate that it has to be talked about. And I know we don't see everything for every team. Be- because you see it come up for all the other teams, but uh, even other people, recruits and players and other fan bases and things like that say that Michigan, some of the Michigan fan base is the worst, which I can't really argue with, with some of the things that you see out there. So it's unfortunate. And if there was a solution, I think it, I, I I don't think it would hurt to try something. Yeah. It's a, yeah, I'm glad he brought that point up. Um, because, you know, I saw the same thing. I saw, obviously, uh, kind of a windbag of a fan tweet right at McKeon for dropping a pass and something like that. It's talking about you should use some stick them on your gloves more or something like that. And just, um, yeah, you know, you got two things happening here. This is one of the things that's it's kind of driving me nuts, and I'm I'm learning year after year on how to handle social media. I'll say this to the fans that are you know the true diehard fans: you're not going to stop that. You're not going to stop the certain fans tweeting at people, and you can preach and harp on them and tell them to stop and load them up with you know retweets at at them or you know. And commenting back at them and, you know, overloading their t- Twitter account till they leave. I mean, you could do it that way. But so you're not going to stop that. So you just almost – so if that's the case, then, you know, I think the players in a way, to me, if I was a Michigan football team, I would almost make it uh, essential that, you know what, that no player who's on the team should be on, on Twitter during the season. And and it's, you know, I'm not stifling anybody's right to, you know, free speech or anything like that. But it's such a negative tool, especially in the season, especially when the emotions are high in this game. And McKeon actually did the wrong thing in, in retweeting back or tweeting back at the guy. And then they went back, bantered back and forth. And I saw him and I said, well, you know what, McKeon, you're... you're you don't need to justify yourself. You know, it happens. Drops happen. It, it, that's the way it goes. But you don't need to be getting into a conversation with a, tr- a Twitter troll who's just kind of a blowhard and gets on there and says whatever he wants. Um, so it's it, it's the good things that bind, you know, bound, gets uh, Twitter and fans together, but also is a negative thing. And I just I don't see any positive things in it, it with, with the team. I think I think it's always good for the players to probably not be on Twitter during the season. I that would be me if I was on the team, just based on gameplay and how the season's going. And yeah, I wouldn't do it. Yeah, I've always kind of wondered about those accounts that are so big that you know that they have to have somebody else essentially monitoring them. Yeah, yeah. Uh, maybe yeah. maybe not specifically players, uh, but, you know, there are celebrities and, you know, people who have so many followers and so many notifications and things like that that somebody else has to monitor. And it would be nice if there was something like that or a filter thing where yeah. it's just like, nah, these the players don't need to see this. But, but yeah. you can't. I mean, yeah, that would be crazy ridiculous. But, yeah, it during the season it sucks and not saying that just stops – at the end of the season, but just, it just doesn't help things. So I don't know. Um, but yeah, it, Steven also bringing up, uh, say a couple of things here before we get to the next voicemail, then, uh, talking about things between this year and next year. 
yeah, uh, I know that we'll talk more, especially after the season, about the uh, kind of expectations and thoughts about next year. But that's kind of what everybody's looking at. And I don't know. I'm I'm about to go down a rabbit trail and get into things for later. So uh, we'll move on to the next voicemail. Thanks again, Seam, for your voicemail. And here's the next one. If we open up. When, there we go. Hey, Blue Bros. What's up? Here's Wolverine. Uh, Muskegon. <clears throat> I'm so pissed. I know I know everybody's pissed. I get it. But, I mean, we knew. We knew that uh, that this is going to happen, or at least... At least I, I know I for sure was trying to tell people that you can't just swap quarterbacks, okay? I mean, this offensive line has been letting our quarterbacks get killed for three years now, and 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 I haven't been I haven't been a Peters hater. In fact, my Twitter handle, my my latest Twitter handle is protect uh, protect QB kid. Well, you're not getting it done. You're not getting it done. On the same play, according to Michigan Radio, on the same play that the, the, that Spate went down on, Michigan off his offensive line is sleeping. Come on. Keep a, keep a quarterback vertical and out of the hospital. Go blue. All right, Irish Wolverine. Love it. Showing some passion there. Appreciate it. Always appreciate the voicemails, uh, both you guys. Uh, yes, that is definitely something that is going to be talked about today. Oh, Offensive yeah. line, no doubt. Because that we talked about it coming into this year, that that was a key component. And I, we definitely didn't write it off because we've talked about it what seems like almost every single week. But it's just difficult to tell because it's – it's inconsistent. There were certain weeks where you're like, all right, this is working. Then other weeks where it wasn't. And I feel like part of this game was not so – because previously there it was bad play calling. Bad play yeah. calling and partially bad uh, quarterback decision-making. Holding on to the ball too long, not getting rid of it, and allowing defenders to get through and knock them down. Um, so it was a, sl- uh, a huge slew of things, you know, coaching, offensive line, and quarterback mistakes that were allowing the quarterbacks to get hit. Not saying that was even between those three areas, but those were some of the things. Um, but yeah. with this game, uh, part of it was the better opponent, too. They were defending the receivers better. Their defensive line was penetrating better. And it broke down, and it they just uh, you I didn't I wasn't able to do a timing thing this time because uh, well first of all had the frustrating experience of where I actually didn't really watch this game I had to listen to it on the radio I was on Twitter talking about part of the time which was super frustrating so I watched highlights and uh, video of it afterwards but um, you could see that he was clearly holding on to the ball a lot longer than he normally did. And not saying that that was always necessarily his choice, but he had to because it was a better defense and the receivers were not getting open. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. You know, I'm like, you know, when do we start this show? <laughs> I guess we're starting now, aren't we? Um well, well if, you want to, if you want to touch a little bit on the offensive line before we get off uh, on something else, just because that's something that uh, I can't, Irish Wolverine brought up. Well, I can't talk about offensive line right now because we're going to talk about that. And that's the big part of my where I'm going to go in the show. And you, can, you can merge it. You can, like, flow right into it. Well, I'll touch on the, you know, the simple things right now, the – Maybe the good thing. Let's get to the good, and then we'll get to the very, very, very bad. <laughs> All right. Um, well, obviously, you know, I, I I wasn't able to see the game just based, you know, half the I got to see it halftime, and then obviously I was off to the the theater, theatric uh, at MSU, and able to see a really good uh, play, and saw a lot of guys, you know, dancing around and women dancing around. Kind of, it's kind of like a play but yet it was like a ballet mix so 
a lot of singing, but yet there was, you know, talking too. It was really good, but uh, it was great. I enjoyed it, but I also had my phone on me <laughs> and <laughs> I had the brightness way down and was able to look at the, look at the score. And it's just, obviously I could see a tale of two halves in this game that something broke down, but I was able to record it and able to watch it. And um, some good things I was able to see is good to see Nordine stepping up and getting that field goal uh, in a hostile crowd. And then um, that was a really key in, it was good to see Don, you know, people's Jones, you know, emerging as the, the, the receiver that he is and getting targeted more. And I thought that was really a great thing to see. Um, and that uh, I think he's going to be a great one here at Michigan next year uh, when they get uh, that all established. But, you can see Peters was starting to get to him. And I think, you know what, one positive thing I could say is at least the coaching staff knew that they're going to have to throw to the receivers. We talked about that last show is Peters likes to throw the tight ends and I get that. Um, but you know, I, it was good to see the receivers showing some life a little bit. And, you know, instead of that uh, putrid, what, couple of yards to McDoom and that was it. <laughs> it was all at the tight ends, but uh, those are the, very few positives in this game I saw. Yeah, definitely uh, mentioning Nordine uh, getting back out there, comfortable with kicking. Uh, a positive that I will say is I know that there were breakdowns really more in the second half, um, but the the Michigan defense was dominant. I mean, uh, when you had when you went back and watched, and I was able to see a little bit of it live, but then streaming was complete trash that day. So I saw more of it with uh, when I watched it again. But, man, Michigan defense destroyed the Wisconsin offensive line quite a few times. I mean, it was amazing oh, yeah. to watch. It was. Yeah, um, so so uh, that was a positive. But, yeah, they definitely had their breakdown in the second half. And uh, somebody was talking about I think one of the players, I don't know if it was in the press or maybe just on social media, was just like, you know, we in the second half we screwed up. Um, on big third downs, and that kept uh, Wisconsin moving. So uh, that's that's another positive, though, I'll say, because, I mean, you know, it's tough to pitch a perfect game defensively, and the defense did a heck of a job. Yeah, there you go. That's exactly what I'm talking about. We're talking about a defense that it's they're, – they're, they're showing the story to the fans. They're saying, hey, look, Michigan's got a great defense. Everybody knows that. And you might look at the stats and say, wow, Michigan gave up all these yards. No, Michigan did great in the first half of the game. In the second half, all the, you know, when Peters went down, it's all the wind went out of the sails and kind of going downhill because, you know what? The defense is saying, hey, guess what? I We can only carry this team so far. We can only block so, or we can only tackle so much. We can only press as long as possible. And, the offense can't pick it up and start moving the ball with long sustaining drives or something, then the defense is just, it's only a matter of time for they're going to start breaking down. And you saw that. And look, you got to give kudos, big time kudos to this, uh, our secondary. They did great. They actually stopped Hornybrook pretty well. The guy didn't throw much at all. Couldn't throw. Uh, we were stifling. We did great. Um, we were on our on the receivers. Um, I know they were missing a couple guys, but you know they did their job. Um, and like you said, there was moments. All right, sorry about that. There was a little bit of a technical difficulty, so we had to cut uh, chops uh, chop things back together. So, Craig, I'll hand it back to you. I know it might be hard to go right back into where you were, but yeah, you muted me. I knew it. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> going into rant mode, but uh, yeah, I was just saying how well incredible. You know, actually, really, really. A well-played game by the Michigan secondary, able to stop Hornybrook um, on uh, quite a – he wasn't able to throw the ball as, as usual. And he uh, – yeah, the secondary did their job, and I, I applaud them for stepping up throughout the pretty much the whole game. I mean, I know Hornybrook had a nice little uh, bread basket toss from him to uh, running back, and um, – it was a good throw, and he had a couple throws. I admit that uh, wow, they were like very, very tight window, very small. Um, but uh, the secondary did their job, and so you know the defense could only hold so long in this game. 
this defense um, is impressive. Uh, you know, I like uh, I like to see Solomon. I like to see all those guys and McCray and Hurst and all those guys just do so well. And they did well. They did well throughout the first half. They did as good as they could in the second half. And it just wasn't enough, you know, that this defense can sustain – this long throughout a whole game and keep uh, Wisconsin from scoring. And you know what, when your offense is down, you lost Peters uh, to a vicious hit and he had to be hospitalized and I think he had to go on a stretcher to the hospital. But um, yeah, that's kind of a, there's some good things about this game and some just horrible things. And I, I haven't even touched on the horrible things yet. I'm just kind of getting the good stuff out of the way. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah, the secondary did pretty well. Um uh and defense as a whole definitely did great. They uh but like I was saying before, I think it was before uh we kind of cut out there. Um it's hard to pitch a perfect game and so there were some of those passes that were made. There were some of those breakdowns unfortunately. But the thing that I'll say that I still do not understand. I mean, I know the offense was struggling and everything, but yeah, Pivotal points for Michigan this season has been when Brandon Peters entered his first game and when Brandon Peters went out. It is ridiculous. Oh yeah. The difference you see the difference you see instantly. Instantly when Brandon Peters went in, the offense and defense played completely different. Night and day, like you were saying, when he first went in. Mm -hmm. Um and then here when he went out the same exact thing because after he went out, Wisconsin got the ball, went down, uh, did the reversal or whatever, and completely burned. And honestly, on that play, some of the defense looked like when they saw that happen, and I'm not saying this is what happened, but what it looked like when you watch it and there's the reversal, not running at top speed and almost the acceptance of here it is, this is the end, game over. Right, yeah. That's what it felt like. And yeah. it's it's – I don't understand. I mean, I know that it's a give and take from offense and defense, but how in the world that uh, losing the quarterback and everything that quickly affects the defense? And like I said, this was in uh, the positive and the negative way because when he first came in for his first game and everything, you saw the defense change how they played, and then you saw the negative side of it here too where almost on a dime – you know, they let Wisconsin go down and score right away. Yeah, gave up 132 yards to Taylor. So, and again, we talked about him having about the six yards per carry and about seven yards per carry in this game. Obviously, a lot of it came in the second second half, but uh, yeah, I know. I, I, yeah, I agree. I, it, you can tell it looked like Peters went down. The defense actually, I believe, got up during that game to see if he was all right. That tells you from a guy that the beginning of the season that Harbaugh was saying, you know, not exactly sure he's going to have leadership skills and 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 be that kind of guy. But uh, to see a team deflate after him getting knocked out, you could actually feel the air getting sucked out of every Michigan player on the team. Like, well, we're done. <laughs> and it was – that's tough to see, man. That's a team that – that means it has a lot of flaws and needs to be, you know, resilient. Even though you had a, one of you, you know, your your leader go down, you have to fight through that. You have to play. You, you, you can't you can't say, "Well, then we're done." When there's much football to play, and that just shows tells me, you know, it's it's on the staff, it's on Jim Harbaugh, it's on uh, this team. So, yeah, yeah. Yeah, for sure. Um, yeah, for I don't know what what he has, like it, how his leadership or anything is, but there is definitely that yeah. uh, effect on everything. And, and now I'll say this. It's not um, – and I'm going to start wrapping some other things kind of in here too as well. So um, it, including – so at that point, Michigan was – it was 10-14. Um, Michigan was trailing when he got taken out towards the end of um, yeah. the third quarter. And then Wisconsin scored quickly after that. I 
don't really know. Uh, I, I chances would have been a whole lot, heck of a lot better. Uh, Michigan could have possibly won if Peters didn't get injured. Definite possibility. Not saying that would have happened or, oh, you know, it would have been different. Yeah, it definitely would have been different, but you don't know that they would have won. And I will also go back to the um, the touchdown that wasn't a touchdown. Uh, right. Peoples-Jones that from the – I thought it wasn't a touchdown until they showed showed it from the back. Um, right. <clears throat> and then me along with everybody else is kind of like, okay, that's pretty obvious. So it was mm-hmm. very surprising. <clears throat> but then, of course – to gen, uh, to just have the ball turned over then after that and get no points. Yep. So I'm not saying – I'm not coming in and, I don't know, like some people may be throwing excuses or whatever and just saying what whatever. It, Michigan lost the game. Having Brandon Peters, maybe, maybe would have won. Definitely would have changed the, the odds a lot because John or Korn did us no favors um, no. and at the end of the game and everything. So, I mean, that's uh, just how his performance has been and everything, and it was unfortunate. But, yeah, that that was rough to watch. Yeah, and Peter's – no lie. Look, Peter's made made a dumb move on that – you know, a couple plays happened, like you mentioned, the deep – Donovan Peoples-Jones – catch to the end zone that was it was called not a non-touchdown was you know i obviously iffy i wasn't sure they were gonna reverse a call like that because it was so close you know i thought maybe his foot his left foot get down um but you know peter's obviously uh doing what he could to get uh i think he was probably trying to get a touchdown by stretching his arms out and he was like at least two to three yards short but um you know, it's a dumb, it's a, it's a rookie mistake. It's a dumb move. He tried, turned the ball over. But you know what? Look, Peters, it, it was going to happen. I mean, the guy, he remember, he's a, he's a rookie. He's just starting. You know, it, sooner or later, the kid was going to, you know, turn the ball over. He's going to throw an interception, fumble the ball, do something like that. And he did. And so do I blame him? I no, yeah, it was dumb, and you know he'll learn from that. He's new; he's really young. Um, he's he's going up against probably one of the most hostile crowds in the country in Wisconsin, and he's trying to make a football move, and he made a mistake. But uh, Peters in this game, I actually thought he did not bad given what he had. Um, you know, and I, I'm getting to the, the the real crux of this problem. We'll get there, but uh, I thought Peters played well under pressure. I thought he did as good, good as he can. Um, do I think Peters would have made the game more interesting? Yeah, I do. But also, you know, I did tweet out, and I and you and I talked about this, talking about the special teams. You know, I said there might be a special teams move, special teams point in this game that's gonna, you know, might decide the game. And you know what? That's first touchdown by Wisconsin was a terrible, you know, he had a kind of a bad punt and then they let a guy get through and all the way for a touchdown, they kind of took the, the wind out of the sails. And then you had, you know, Donovan Peoples Jones, we thought it was a touchdown was taken away that took the wind out. And then you had Peters trying to make a football move, try to reach his hand out. It was a fumble that took a wind out. There's so many things that this team seems to be, against them or you know people say bad luck yeah maybe but um it doesn't seem like other teams have these kind of problems and only michigan does i don't know if it's discipline i don't know if it's being coached up but obviously it seems to be happening quite a bit and you know what i I guess you could say it's on a new team you know there are a lot of young guys but uh it is interesting to see yeah. Well, uh yeah, he definitely had bad ball control on that. He was he was waving it out there almost asking for it to get knocked out, which is crazy. But yeah, I was just going to bring up that special teams uh disaster. That was rough. That was just that was just rough, man. I mean, like they got burned and they got burned bad. Uh, they basically all ran up and then all at one time, pick up ball, everybody gets blocked, he's gone. 
Yeah. That that really should not have happened. Um but unfortunately it did. Yeah. Um here's the here's the thing kind of with me that I just and it maybe it is kind of a luck thing, but not saying, you know, oh Michigan only loses because of bad luck. But this is where I would like to get to and I I can only think of one example of this and I can't remember exactly what year it is. So I'm just thinking of this now, but you know, Michigan is looking to get to that point where when you get hit with the injuries, you're still doing okay at whatever position. And the thing that Michigan has never, ever, ever had since I can't really remember when, um, is to be okay at the quarterback position. Cause every time, uh, a quarterback goes down for a long period of time, like games, uh, nothing is really successful. The only time really was this year. Yeah. John O'Corn went in and then, uh, Purdue happened, but then, you know, Michigan state and Penn state happened. Right. But then, uh, it was, I think it was what, maybe 2000. Like, here's an example of what happens with other teams. Um, now, granted, of course, this team has not gone through anything even close that Michigan has with the coaching changes and all that mess. But uh, we were playing Ohio State, mm-hmm. and I think it was the year that Miller went down earlier in the season, and Barrett went down. I think it was 2013. Anyways, Michigan injured their quarterback, whoever it was at the time. Yeah. Backup walks in. I think Ohio State was down, and they still come back and win. And and that's a good competitive game. This isn't right. Purdue. This isn't Rutgers. This isn't Minnesota. You know, this is a big game, big stage, big responsibility. Next and man. their quarterback, their next man in, is capable of doing the job. Yep. Michigan is not able to do that. And then I remember, and I go back to when Michigan played Nebraska years ago. And Robinson went down and game over. Yep. Michigan cannot lose its starting quarterback and survive on, on the big games, which is what you're supposed to be able to like the backup is supposed to be able to do and keep you, you know, in the game. They don't, maybe they can't go out there and be the starter and be the star court, the star quarterback and be flashy and everything, but just, be competitive enough, and Michigan has not had that. And you see other teams do that, though. Yeah, and that's disheartening to sw- watch that. Or even, you know, you see that, and you go next man up. You get that's where the next person's prepared. You had Cordell Jones come up and from Ohio State because uh, Barrett can play, and then he comes up and he wins a national championship for him. Next man up, and yet Michigan has had a hard time doing that, and it just furiates me that we it's either comes down to a one play or a couple plays and it takes the sale out of the whole entire game when you even have a whole second half to go or an injury and you literally say well we're done and it's it's it, this team i don't know what it's built on it's like there's no what i think it is look michigan right now at this team right now has no leadership they don't have a, a leader on either offense or defense. You can sit there and say, oh, yeah, this guy. But yet, are they really? I mean, you can say, is it Higdon? Well, I don't know. Is it Bush on the defense? Well, I don't know. Does he seem like the leader on the defense? No. Is it Gary? I don't know. I just We just don't have any leadership on this team that gets this team going and says, hey, we lost Peters. Now let's get the next man in. Let's get this win. And there's none of that. There's no fire and passion in this team when the odds are against you. You know, that's when you step up. That shows coaching. You know who the leadership in this team is? It's Jim Harbaugh. Jim Harbaugh is the one who should be going to this team going, look, next man up, let's do this. That's what he should be doing, and I'm not seeing that. Yeah, yeah, you've got some of those teams where somebody, often the quarterback, some player on the team is walking up and down the line, you know, Yelling right. at everybody, getting people pumped up and everything. Maybe they're just not showing video of it, but you really that. Yeah. But yeah. uh but here here's the thing. Okay. 
when when the season started, I was predicting uh, ten and three season. You know, with the bowl game, mm-hmm. uh, which is technically still within reach. Uh, so has it been disappointing these losses? Yes. Uh, has, I don't know whether it makes it more difficult sometimes when, you know, it's just that close, uh, where one thing kind of makes the difference or one score could make the difference. I mean, as we saw with a ton of all the games last year, uh, one possession could have made the difference. And then the Michigan state, uh, game this year, that was so close, whatever, blah, blah, um, but uh, yeah, it's it's disappointing. It's a bummer. It's frustrating. It's not for me. It's nothing like oh, I'm giving up or anything. It, it's you know, ten and three was on the high side. I knew that. I, I was looking more at the nine and four. With, uh, like I said, also including the bowl game, which is absolutely possible. Even depending what uh, whatever happens this week, it's not what you want. But yeah, you know that this wasn't a good year. Or was or was going to be a tough year. Uh, not going into youth and all that stuff with that offensive line has not done anybody any favors, as Irish Wolverine pointed out. But the thing, the thing from uh, basically since Jim Harbaugh has been here, uh, 2015, two, but especially 2016 and 17 was so disappointing and disheartening is to look at these defensive players and be like, we're sorry. You have nothing to show for this. Right. Because they have done so fantastic. Yes, they have had their issues. They had their huge issues with the Penn State game. But last year, they were like fraction of an inch being away from, you know, what, close to, you know, undefeated season and all that. And the defense, top-notch last year, this year, like we said, you're not going to be pitching perfect games. I always use pitching. I don't know why. Whatever. You're not going to be doing perfect games week in and week out. They have been playing top notch. And two years in a row now, they have nothing to hang their hats on. And that is so disappointing. Uh, I, I can't imagine like how it is for them. But just as a fan to watch and be like, we're watching such an amazing defense here. And there's yeah. no, they have nothing to to show for it and that comes from uh off uh coaching decisions as well but hugely on the lack of production on the offensive side of the ball right and there you are and you segued right into the biggest issue i think on this team and this is the biggest reason why i'm holding it as far as back and i'm glad irish wolverine mentioned it and sound he sounds pissed because it's probably right after the game he called which is you know, sometimes a good thing or a bad thing, but uh, it, that's my thing in this whole entire team. It's been this way, and I'm going to say this right now. I am I'm with him exactly. I'm 100% exactly with him and what he said. He's exactly right on all this. What I'm pissed at is I went to that Minnesota game, and I'll tell every Michigan fan right now, there there is only a matter of time before – Peters was going to go down. There is no way Peter was, Peters was going to last. It would be lucky if he got to the Ohio State game. There was no way that kid was going to make it. He got knocked on his tail in that Minnesota game when I was there. I watched him. That, that offensive line does not block. Those running backs do not block. And to see this game, he got knocked on his tail. In fact, he got hit first, and the first one he got knocked, he almost looked like he was okay. Was he all right? I wasn't sure he was going to come back. And then he went back in the game. I said, he's not going to make it. Not with this Wisconsin defense. This defensive line is brutal. And to see, this is where I'm getting really pissed at, is that this, I, I blame Jim Harbaugh, and I blame this offensive line coach or the staff, whoever has anything to do with this coaching, is to put these kids out there. You had, We have two quarterbacks now have went on stretcher and to the hospital now all season, and Corn is hobbling around. He, I don't know how he's even making it. He's been sacked five times in a game. I think he did with Michigan State or one of those games, and he's not going to make it. If if he had to play, he might not even make it through the Ohio State game. So then you're down to three, what, three quarterbacks out. You're down to your fourth quarterback. And this offensive line cannot block in the pass. So what do you do? 
What do you, what do you, what, what are the things that you need to do to keep your quarterback safe? Cause that ain't working. Then you get out there and you do wildcats. You do read options. You do whatever you can. You do two second plays as much as you can. You, you snap the ball and you throw. That's all you can do to keep these quarterbacks from getting killed. This, I mean, we're talking about these quarterbacks future and they're getting their, their butts handed to them and they're getting injured. And I'm, I'm pissed at Jim Harbaugh right now because I'm going, you're doing nothing right now. You're not calling any plays on any slants, any quick routes, anything to keep them safe. Look, I'd rather have them move two yards quickly or no yards than watch these kids get beat up and pummeled every time another quarterback comes in. And I'm just sick of it, man. It, to watch that game, it's just disturbing to watch that. This offensive play calling is terrible. It's awful. It's so vanilla, and it's getting our quarterbacks killed. I'm just sick of it, man. I am pissed off. I'm angry. I don't know what – I think Michigan fan base is watching this happen, and they're mad too. Yeah, no, absolutely, and that's great to bring up and great way to put it out there and kind of an interesting thing to uh, uh, to think about and bring up. Um, and I don't, I, I can't go back and really tell you how things were exactly at Stanford and everything. But of course, everybody remembers Jim, Har- uh, one of Jim Harbaugh's uh, quarterbacks uh, previous, Andrew Luck, and how well he did. But then you look at him at Indianapolis and his offensive line, yeah, which is absolutely trash. And look what he's doing. He he's injured right now, out for who knows how long. But right. his his productivity is completely skewed now because there's no protection, and so yeah. uh, who knows what? Um, I'm not saying that they it would be completely different, but who knows what Spate or O'Corn or Peters is even capable of, even with his uh, positive performance, because the lack from this offensive line, and it has been garbage for three garbage. years. And so why are we thinking that next year, all of a sudden it's going to change and everything's going to come together? No. And I completely agree with you on, they need to do something fast. Screw yeah. letting plays develop, do it maybe once every 20 plays, whatever, who cares, but Holy crap, save your quarterback, have it so that they they're counting in their head. If I get to three and the ball is still in my hand, I'm throwing it out of bounds or yeah. I'm dead. You're yeah, you're dead. Yeah. yeah. You're, actually, you're absolutely right. You even counted. You counted on snaps. It's like three seconds, two and a half seconds. You're dead. You're not going to make it. Corn's not going to make it. He won't make it either. Not with Ohio State. Yeah. <laughs> And to watch this, to watch this offensive playing calling, you know, if it's Drevno or Pep Hamilton, I don't know. But you guys got to get your act together because you can't have two quarterbacks on stretchers going to the hospital in in one season. I don't even know if that's possible. I don't even know if that's even is it the record books? Do we make history there that we've had two quarterbacks go away in stretchers? I don't know. It's just they both went to the hospital, and it to watch this is just. Mind-boggling. We're like accepting this and watching it, and I feel sorry for these kids because it does affect these kids and their in, the, in their future in the NFL if they want to make it, and it, it definitely affects recruiting. Who, what kind of rec- quarterback recruit wants to come to Michigan when you got an offensive line that can't block? And I had, you know, I, I watched one guy, a good friend of mine on Twitter, and we, we were bantering back and forth, and he made a point, and a lot of people went at him and said, "What are you talking about?" You know, he said. It was really interesting. He said, "We're we're not we can't we cannot be a pro style offense right now." And I thought about that, and I said, "Man, what are you talking about?" You know, but first said, "I don't want to spread." Nobody wants to go back to this rich rod era of being the spread. And I thought about it. I said, "That's not what his point was. His point is right now at this moment, we aren't a pro style. We can't be a pro style. If you can't block." The pro style is all built on blocking. It's all built on timing, like you said. It's not built on two and a half seconds of blocking and then you throw it. That You can't develop on the pro style system that way. you either going to need a West Coast kind of style or you're going to need an option or you just simply do a wildcat or you get rid of the ball within two seconds. The only person I know that does that well is Tom Brady. And you know what? We don't have that guy. Yeah. Yeah. No, great – content absolutely because just 
it, it's almost kind of like you wanted to give them uh, a pass at one point, the the offensive line, because they had those moments. They had those times where it was just like, hey, okay, something might be different, or there was a good game. Well, guess what? It was a crappy opponent. Go figure. Right. So, yeah, yeah it just – I, I – you got to kind of wonder what is going on with the quarterbacks, what they're thinking, uh, yeah. if they're thinking about this, and then also their parents. I know. I would be – you think I'm mad now. You wait. If that was my son, I'd be pissed. Yeah. Just – I'd be unnerved. I mean, we're talking about what is those inside linebackers, Edwards and Connolly. Both those guys, just two of those guys combined to 21, 21 tackles. Just both those guys. Four of them were for losses. Yeah. They were all over the place. They couldn't stop. The one play that made me laugh is it, obviously what Irish Wolverine mentioned. That one was unnerving. I couldn't believe it. I thought the same thing. And then the one where the Michigan took a timeout, they took two quick timeouts uh, to set their offensive line, blew right through there, and uh, just totally nailed Peters. And we had the and our, at the timeout was supposed to be beneficial to Michigan. It wasn't. It was beneficial to Wisconsin. They were able to, you know, blow right through there. Nobody blocked them out. And I'm, those are the kind of things I'm talking about. It's just they're getting killed out there, and it's so it's terrible to watch. I don't know, man. It. I thought the receivers were doing pretty good with Peters, but Peters just looks like he's just buying time. He really is. So yeah. Well, I mean, I, stop it, Jim Harbaugh. I mean, I'm mad, I'm mad at him, man. I'm just, I'm pissed off at the staff. I'm pissed off at Jim Harbaugh. Is not he? There's not understanding it, or he's buying time till the end of the season. And then he's going to let somebody go. I don't know. Right now, he's he's the leader. He's the voice of Michigan. You got to do something. There's something that has to be done. You cannot get your quarterbacks killed out there. We don't have enough quarterbacks left. We don't. Yeah, no, absolutely. It's um and I mentioned too before uh in previous episodes, you know, it is it, a question cuz the running game for Michigan have been working for several games in a row and I was just saying, you know, what's going to happen when Brandon Peters has to win the game through the air? I was like, is he going to be capable of that? I honestly think they can, but not with this I, offensive it, line. And it's so it's not his uh, fault and his lack of capability, it's just the fact that you have no time because of this offensive line. So yep. the running game wasn't doing anything. No. Running no, game no. didn't get anything done on Saturday. Yeah, and so, yeah, and so Brandon Peters did need to do more through the air, but he couldn't because of the offensive line. Beginning yep. to end, this season has been the offensive line. Yeah. And it right. has been brutal. I mean, Penn, the Penn State game was a total complete catastrophe on both sides of the ball. But yeah, no, you're right. You know, there is an issue with the staff. There is an issue with the mentality and this being okay. And I I can't imagine that the quarterback would be choosing uh, to set, essentially set himself up for failure on holding onto the ball for so long and putting himself at risk so much. So it's a setup with how, yeah. Uh, the calls are being played, and uh, like I said, you know, is it, it, this is just going to turn around in one season? I don't see it. Oh, no. I, I don't see how this offensive line is going to do a 180 uh, for next season. Yeah, we'll improve, maybe, hopefully. That's what we've been saying for how long now? But uh, there was already bad news about the future for offensive line from a recruiting aspect. Yeah. Yeah, we had one of them in 2019 went to the very team we played. <laughs> yeah, and from Michigan. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah, yeah, and from Michigan. What's that say? We're losing recruits because of this. You you look, this is bad. This is bad for Michigan, man. I'm telling you, you want a pro style, and we, have, we can't land. This is the, this should be the place to go. I mean, where are the places we should be? Because they look at you, look at two offensive line, you say, man, I want to go to that Michigan team because they got a pro style. They're trying to develop well you're not developing anything you're not there's no blocking going on there's no pro style it's just a quarterback hiking the ball and running scared for his life and trying to figure out what he can do i mean yeah peters has a little bit of wheels that's great but look 
you know what this team needs? We need almost need a Baker Mayfield. Yeah, uh, even Oklahoma's offensive line isn't that good. And but the thing is, it makes you know what makes it look good is Baker Mayfield rolls out. He is one of the best at running and finding the open area and looking downfield and and throwing the ball on the run. We don't have that right now. Peters is gonna get there. He's just young. He's he's a first. He's coming in halfway through the season and trying to start and try to bring this team up. So I don't blame Peters at all. I think Peters is going to be great. I think he's a great quarterback. He's just stuck in a terrible position, and so is a corn and all those guys. It just are. That's where we're at with Michigan, and th- this game is just ugly. And is we were there. We were, we had a chance to win this game, and it just all fell apart, like you said, when he went down. Yeah, well, I'll say this, and I've kind of said it before. I don't think it matters what quarterback you have. No, no. You could could get the best quarterback in college football to come and play, and, yes, we'll improve. I'm sure it'll improve somewhat, but it's still going to be a disaster. Uh, And I went back and I talked about that Michigan State game uh, Mm -hmm. when O'Corn was playing. I was just like, I don't care if you put Peters in or somebody else. Whoever it is, with the way that they're calling plays and the way that the – the line is failing, it, it's not going to win you. The, yeah, granted, it it was basically one possession away from being a win for Michigan, but in that weather and with those play calls and with the lack from of production from the offensive line, it's just like put the best quarterback out there with that team, that exact team, you're still probably not going to get it. Yeah, yeah, you're absolutely right. You can put anybody back there, and it's just going to be disaster. And you better have a quarterback and take a hit here at Michigan. You, you better, we better. I'll tell you what, our quarterbacks are tough, man. <laughs> and you know they must. They're tough just to get knocked down and then get back on the, you know, get back up there and try to throw the ball because they have no time. And it's just, you know what, my thing is, you know what, this offensive staff i'm calling you out you guys better you have to do something we got ohio state coming up they have one of the best d lines in the country their secondary isn't that good but you better just you better get your guys's offense rolling or doing something different than this or a corn's going to go down and we're going to be back to what malzone and we're going to burn what mccaffrey's red shirt we're not going to do that you got to do something you got to do something different because this isn't working yeah. Yeah, no. I mean if and it doesn't look good either and I'm not going to get into it too much because we will still do our preview oh, yeah. episode later this week but just like it doesn't look good because they've had the whole entire season to make adjustments. They finally made some adjustments with the running game which helped some things, but still the offensive line is holding things back and they the lack of adjustments um yeah. from first half to second half sometimes especially with the offense you just haven't seen it, so it's. I mean, there's not a lot of hope there. There's not a and lot. You're of hope. talking about the play calling in the second half was just terrible because you know Jim Harbaugh had to throw the ball to win the game. He knew that he wouldn't. He wasn't able to run. Yeah. So you know, and there's there are play calls that I might. You know, you're third and three or third and four, and you run Evans up the middle, and I'm like, Evans isn't built that way. I don't know. Some of these play calls, I just sit there and go, what are you doing? I don't understand this, you know? Well, that's the thing. Evans was able to do it against, what, Minnesota and Rutgers? Right. Uh, maybe yeah. maybe Maryland, too. Yeah. But this is Wisconsin. I mean, their linemen are, like, twice the size of some of those guys. Right. They're, they're one of the best in the country. They're great. We knew this going into this game. This, they're, we're not going to be able to run very easy. It's going to be, like you said, this game is going to be won in the trenches, and Minnesota, or I mean, a Wisconsin show that they, they're they better than we thought they were. Yeah, and I saw some people talking about it on Twitter, too, and it was just like basically whatever team gets the 20 points first wins, and that was obviously, evidently, what wound up happening. So, yeah, yeah it's, um, yeah. Yeah, there you go, man. And, you know, it, it, it the play calling has always been suspect and it's not going to win you games. It wasn't going to win this game. And this is where, you know what you brought up is really interesting is being that part of the season where Michigan is, are they built for the end of the season? And we're definitely, we have one of the hardest schedules at the end. We got two of the best teams in the country coming up and you know what? It's just really, really tough for Michigan to maintain 
any kind of success. Yeah. Yep. No doubt. I mean, uh, I know that first year, 2015, it was uh, the beginning of the season, the end of the season, and then the game right in the middle uh, was problematic for them. Uh, then last year, it was everything at the end of the season, just total um, mess at the end of the season. And yeah. uh, now it's kind of a question here, too. It's just like, you know, can you do it? And they, they have not shown that. They really can. So yeah. um, I, I I just don't know. I, I Unless they've been keeping something up their sleeves, which if they have, by God, why why hold on to it until now for some of these games? I don't know. I'm not sure. But, all right. Um, let's see. We have Locker or Dump It. Michigan would hold Wisconsin to less than 175 rushing yards. No. Really close. Yeah. Really close. 182. We both locked that, and uh, we were seven off. So, Nordine would hit two or more field goals. We That was a dump. Uh, you dumped that. I locked it. Michigan will have more passing yards than rushing yards. That was a big lock there. Yeah. Um, and way bigger than I think either of us really anticipated. So, But uh, then to kind of mention a little bit here with – uh, some of the other scores that were happening for the Big Ten uh, over the weekend. Let's get this pulled up here. Uh, Rutgers got uh, shut out by Indiana, 41-0. 23 uh, Northwestern also did a shutout against Minnesota, 39-0. Uh, Ohio State took out Illinois, 52-14. to and uh, Iowa fell to Purdue, 24-15. to 15. Number 17, Michigan State had a relatively close one against Maryland, 17-7. to 7. And on a high-scoring game, 10, number 10, Penn State, did finish off Nebraska, but the final score was 56-44. to 44. That's weird. That's yeah. weird, isn't it? That was a weird one. I didn't watch that. I didn't watch, I didn't watch much that day. That was... I was din. Even the even the stuff that I was picking up, I was just like, nah, I'm I'm done. Didn't feel it. <laughs> Didn't feel it after that. So, well, I know that there's probably still plenty to say. Yeah, um, so but, much I, say, but I think that we'll probably be touching on most, if not all, of that when we preview the OSU game. Yeah. So, because it's not something that's specific to have to mention with the uh, Wisconsin game. But do you have anything else kind of here before we wrap things up? No, it's, um, you know, like I said, you know, it comes on. The, this is the staff, man. You got you to you do something. You can't. We we can't watch. Can't keep watching these quarterbacks get hurt like this. And, you know, it's um, they need to come up with something quick. So. Plain and simple, you know. We're calling you out, and you get, you got to do it. Yeah, something has to happen on the offensive side, and maybe you're right. I kind of have a feeling. I don't know if Harbaugh ever has, and I don't think he ever has uh, gotten rid of a coach partway through the season. Right. Yeah. So uh, I I think that he has a reputation of you know treating coaches well obviously he's we've seen times where it's been like he hasn't been treated well so i think he tries to treat people well i think he was very particular about how brady hoke was handled uh, also um yeah. when he left so maybe that's part of it and everything uh but it's bad and so hopefully there will be change there uh somehow some way yep hope so there you go there you go that's it Craig got mad, people. Dang right, man. I'm pissed. You're I'm, all witnesses. I'm still, I'm still mad, but I got to move on. We got another. We got the biggest. We got the game coming up. So Yeah. Yep, for sure. So uh, big week coming up, just like a bunch of stuff going on. This is always a busy, busy week with uh, the game coming up and then the holiday and all that. So, but we hope outside of the game, you guys had a pretty good weekend, hopefully. So, uh, thanks for tuning in. We always appreciate it. And uh, we'll finish things off with uh, Go Blue. Go Blue.